0: Greetings from Euro Trash Continent. The
1: U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Ah, Whole world. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill.
0: Well, that's a little incorrect. Yeah. (laughs) This is Planet Rage. This is episode number 47. But Larry is traveling. So, of course, there's only one person that can fill in for Larry and bring the rage
1: uh then that well wasn't me so i was what your <laughs> third or fourth choice
0: No, <laughs> we have to, we're we trying to get you into the rage oh okay then we'll we'll see how well that goes jennifer buchanan otherwise known as jame denifer or dame jennifer uh the animated no agenda lady uh, you, you do wear a lot of hats it says it on your website but you really do a lot of different stuff
1: yeah and i uh officially got the moniker on friday um uh Dame of the pimp database for podcasting 2.0. So you can add that to the list.
0: Someone has to do that. That was a very entertaining show with Adam Curry, Dave Jones. If you're not listening to podcasting 2.0, you're missing out on what's going on in podcasting. But I mean, I know it was just a slip of the tongue. But when you said no agenda wasn't funny for a few weeks, you could just hear Adam's heartbreak.
1: I know. And um, I mean, I know exactly how it happened because he, Adam had asked, um, you know, how long does do the animations take? You know, if I could do a, a per minute estimate. And so in my brain, here, here's what happened. I went, oh, God, I'm going to tell them it's only because I've gotten it down to about three hours per minute, which to me sounded like it's it's really low. And no. so why why am I not doing them more often And so then the next part of my brain was, how do I explain these huge gaps that I've had? Well, I went through what I was calling the sad. And so what I meant to say was, you know, nothing was funny to me. Thank God Dave finally pulled that out of me because I was so, yeah. It was way funnier (laughs) the other way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nothing was funny. And then... Yeah, all hell broke loose, and it just became a, at least it became a um, a recurring joke on the episode, and, uh, and you know, everyone else had fun at my expense. How was that?
0: <laughs> it was really more at uh, John and Adam's expense, which was why it was funny. Well, you're, again, this is the beauty of podcasting 2.0. Adam's like, if you're going to take shots at me, but send Satoshi's with them, that's okay.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. But the reverse is true for this one. They actually cut me in on the split even after I insulted them. That's even better.
0: (laughs) I know. Right. (laughs) That is even better. I need to figure out how to do that on the live shows and on individual episodes, because we're still kind of uh, like a lot of the podcasting 2.0 stuff. We're kind of stitching it together on the fly. And yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure how some of it works. We tried it once adding a third into when we had a guest on and the, that splits was not working, even though it was in the in the live tag during the live show. So it's there's some stuff that still is uh, is a little wonky, but it's getting yeah. there very quickly, which is part of the reason why they're doing this upcoming hack. Well, they're calling it a hackathon, but it's more like a loveathon, isn't it?
1: I think so it's a um you know I again because I'm not a developer uh the, all of the nomenclature is unfamiliar to me but um it it kind of feels like a build something coolathon if you were going to go back to the original moment that Dave um brought it up is you know it's it's more of a um brain dump brain trust you know th- throw stuff at the wall do do something different with the the, the namespace and the, and the tags that exist. Um, so, cause they, I, you know, Dave made a, a great point that there are some apps that out of the 19 tags that are available, some apps are still only supporting one. Right. So, um, and there are so, you know, Adam rattled off of a, a lot of ideas. I've had some ideas that have popped up in the last couple of days of, um, stuff that, you know, could be potential, w- what they're calling pimps. And I don't even remember what the acronym stands for, but I love it so much that it and it just rolls off the tongue. It you makes know? for a good
0: title at the very <laughs> exactly. least. Exactly. Pimp Database. I mean, there's nothing better. But this is the greatest thing and also the worst thing of technology that's evolving is that when it comes to podcasts, everybody has their favorite app. And a lot yeah. of those apps have come along with the whole roadmap where they're going and a lot of them have not. So if you're a long time podcast listener that's been using an app that is not adding all the podcasting 2.0 stuff. It's like, you know, zero about what's going on. Right. And trying to get, trying to raise that uh, exposure. So people know about it is a big deal, but it's really also trying to get the guys and gals that are working on the apps to come along because they really are essential. And if most of these apps don't add it, then it, it, you kind of stall.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm curious to know in, in terms of the audience for podcast movement, which starts tomorrow, um, I, you know, who are the majority of attendees? I, I'm guessing that's going to be podcasters and hosting companies. But I it would be great if app developers are there, too. And hopefully they get a lot of good traction when they present Wednesday, because um, it does feel like momentum is is picking up. And it would be great for uh, and I I think you're right. Like some just don't even know about it. So just just getting the word out of look at all this cool stuff. You know, we're sending all of this extra data and look at all of the things that people can and are doing with it. And, hey, come up with your own fabulous ideas.
0: Well, the chapters were interesting and there's some podcasts that works better with than others. Yeah, we have to have
1: a. You have to have a Dreb Scott to, right. you know, to do your chapters. And that's, you know, you can only crowdsource so much. Um, so, yeah.
0: Well, and this is also spawning a lot of different industries because there are people like Dreb, and he offered to do some for us. And it's like, it, it's it's not enough, uh, not enough coming in to make it worth his while. And I know if you get in, sure. I guess, on the ground floor of a lot of podcasts and maybe one or two really pick up, it could... Uh, it can turn into some more money, but that's still a very big hurdle for podcasts is making any kind of money whatsoever. But I realized the chapters are fairly easy to do once you have a transcript. So correct. Yeah. You know, that for me was like, Oh, this was the the thing. And I know there were a bunch of services that were offering this online, like uh Descript and I, well, I think YouTube does it pretty much for free if you upload your video to give you a transcript. But then there's a lot of people who don't want their stuff to be on YouTube. On
1: YouTube. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, because it might not be up long enough to get the transcript before they think your content. Exactly. Needs to be removed, like some episodes of the animated No Agenda, I guess, have yep. been pruned from. from yes. From
1: pruned. YouTube. It's such a that's such a kind word. That's not a rageful word. no. It, <laughs>
0: We, we decided to just prune this from your catalog in order so yes. people cannot hear these dangerous ideas.
1: Right. God forbid we tell the truth. Um, it's, like it's a
0: little three to four minute clip usually from the show. Uh-huh. It's like, what could be so bad? Except for the fact that they're knee jerking the stuff now, like, oh, you questioned the science. And
1: yeah, I think what's fabulous about um, and I need to go back that the one that I got the what I would call the the blackest mark for um, and this has been happening a, a, across the the COVID narrative is that people who were banned from Twitter or um, you know, removed from other platforms, but YouTube, et cetera, that a lot of the things that they were saying turned out to be absolutely true. Of course the retractions are never published. You know, nobody ever, it's like, shh, don't, don't tell anyone that what, what so and so was saying is actually true um so I, I i actually need to revisit the one that they they sent me a very strong letter about <laughs> that I, I it was basically it wasn't a three strikes it was a if this happens again, you're done. oh, it was that bad Uh-huh, and so I need to rewatch it and just see was any of this um because it's been over a year. Uh, was any, you know, what about this? Not was any of this. I'm sure some of it has been proven true. It's like, what, what within this actually turned out to be true? And, you know, could I be sneaky and put it back? I won't, I, you know, I, it's, uh, it's on No Agenda Tube. I think I also put it on. I used to go to Rumble and Odyssey and the rest. I don't bother anymore. I just do um, YouTube and No Agenda Tube now.
0: Well, and you need to have, if you're posting videos or, I guess it doesn't even really matter what you're posting. You need to have multiple different platforms that you can throw it out there on and then use a whole wagon wheel approach to bring people right. back to your site.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, for, for now, um, thank, thank God for Alex Gates and no agenda tube. Um, he has put in so much work and I know that he's, he's self-funded. He takes a small cut of, um, the, the sats that I get, which are, Tiny, you know, I get very little, but which is okay. Um, cause it's, you know, it's all new and so many of the apps don't even support video. Uh, so you're already limiting what, um, the, you know, where people are going to watch it and actually have the ability to, to donate. But, um, now is he, it through some
0: of the podcasting apps that will actually do the videos for that?
1: So the, the, the three apps that will support video that have, um, that also have uh, the value tag enabled um, is Podverse, uh, CurioCaster, and Podfriend. And that's it. But um, the, what is super exciting is what the, the conversation that seems to have been started with Pocket Casts because A, that was my favorite daily driver when before Podcasting 2.0, I love that app. But number two, it supports video. And so if if um some of the other apps and I understand it's a it's a tough problem um to to completely you know to to change the, and and cope with like an MP4 file. I get it. And and I'm not a developer and so I don't even know how much harder it would be. I'm I'm sure it's it's pretty tough. Or more would do it. Um so the uh the hope of or the prospect of like somebody like a pocket cast being able to support who already support video who could then support some podcasting 2.0 features like the value tag would be
0: amazing. Well, it certainly helps. It yeah. really does. It's going to take some work for people to know that it's there, but I know there's a lot of people who make a career out of, you know, whether it was intentional or whether it just kind of uh, magically happens for some, whether they become Instagram influencers or YouTubers or TikTokers. Right. And there's a lot of these people, you hear these stories all the time. We're like, well, they quit their normal job to do this full time. <laughs> and it's like, are you nuts? It's like, you cannot rely uh-uh, on um, someone else's platform. Yes. I saw an article the other day where somebody was complaining that, you know, they had quit their full time job to start selling products on Instagram and are now complaining that only a fraction of the people seem to be seeing their posts and it's like well of course because if you go to Facebook they were the which is owns Instagram right you saw that their whole thing for facebook posts even if somebody follows you as a celebrity or business account once they realize you are selling something everything you post does not go on everybody who is following you's timeline it's like oh you want them right. to see that you have to pay
1: yep exactly that's the yeah it's like it's the um the the hook for you, for the seller you know it's a uh, a way for them to squeeze a little bit more revenue um out of the transaction and you know fair enough i mean they are a uh a business they they're in it to make money and if they want to screw around with the algorithm to um you know get you to boost your post or whatever they call it on on facebook fine um they have the right to do that the um, it's just not like you said, I it, it it's it's a terrible idea to depend upon a service that is owned by Facebook. Anybody yeah. that's
0: not I mean, even if it's right. the most you know, that's where everybody's like, oh well rumble, or that's owned now by whoever that bought rumble, you know, and it's like, oh well they're good people. It's like that's fine for now.
1: Yeah. Right, exactly. Who knows what's gonna happen and you know, the the board could change the um but yeah, you just, you have no idea. You have no control. Yeah.
0: YouTube um, shows up and goes, oh, we really like what you're doing here. I mean, you're our biggest competitor. How about we buy you for a billion dollars? And they go, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who would turn that down? I wouldn't. No. I. You <laughs> know, I could have the best principles in the world, but if I saw a whole bunch of zeros, I I would definitely, I would sleep on it, but
0: um, eh, I'd probably say yes. You're like, I'll take the money and start something else. And maybe that one. Yes.
1: Will- there stay, you go. That's free. how you would justify it, right? You'd yeah. be like,
0: you know what? I can still do good
1: in the world and then bring all those people back with you. Maybe
0: I yeah. can use that money for good, which is why when it comes to hosting all of the podcasts that I do, they're just on a local uh, web providers system. I mean, one, I'm surprised they've never gotten mad because I'm sure the bandwidth
1: bandwidth yeah
0: is more for a while. It was unlimited bandwidth and it still maybe. Uh, I think it's now just more limited as far as uh, you know the number of files and we have moved up to a slightly more expensive uh, plan but they're really compared to what these uh dedicated podcasting hosts charge it's way less and I've I know there's a lot of the people that are involved in those podcast hosts and they're doing some really great things I've still just never found a good enough reason to, to jump move. and use one of them right cuz it's like well i can do everything myself and maybe a lot of people can't maybe that's a little bit harder to get everything set up and i know there's a convenience factor
1: yeah for sure and yeah. there's just a there's a technical understanding factor you know i mean um there's there's got to be there's you are a unique person in that you have um you have broad knowledge um but think of the the average podcaster you know, sometimes I'm I'm amazed that they even knew how to set up their sound equipment, uh, let alone <laughs> anything else. Of course, they're going to go to a host that just puts everything on a silver platter. Ooh, oh, wow, I don't know you, if you, you can hear that storm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, we'll just we'll just cross our fingers and we'll fly by the seat of our pants because, right. uh, yeah, the power went out overnight. But um, normally I
0: don't lose power. So we'll just we'll just hope. Avoid the lightning strikes coming right through the microphone.
1: Microphone. Ah, <laughs>
0: But I think there are podcasters. I know I've heard episodes where it appears that somebody may have bought a microphone, but they're still recording from the microphone in their laptop.
1: Oh yeah. Cause they don't know how to switch the input device. Yeah.
0: Audio is not easy, especially if you're on a no. windows machine.
1: No. And I, I am still so thankful with, as, as soon as I joined, um, the, the feed for podcasting 2.0, Adam's like, wow, you sound really good. What's your, what's your microphone, what's your setup, blah, blah. blah. And you know, so I was telling him and, and, uh, I still use that, well, still it's not been that long, that channel mixer that you recommended. And then you had that fabulous YouTube video that walks through all of the dials and how to configure them. I would never have um known what to do. I wouldn't have known the first thing to do. And so I am still so thankful to you because every time I join something or when I submitted the um clips for the what Chris Wilson um created for the last new no agenda show, Chris goes, wow. What's going on with your um with your mic? It's like you you sound amazing. It's so much better. And I was like, well, we're just gonna have to thank Darren O'Neill for that.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But I hate bad audio so much that it's Yeah. Uh,
1: well, we're spoiled with No Agenda. We're spoiled with you. Your shows always sound great. Um I think anybody on the No Agenda Network is um they have such a high bar that they have to meet that it really everybody has up to their game.
0: Yeah, even Billy Bones, who has been re-releasing his shows as uh, um, remixed or re-updated, whatever he's calling them. Whoa. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here.
1: <laughs> this is, uh, this is weathering. Is, yes, it is literally right on top of me right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, he uh, when, when Billy originally wanted his shows on the stream, there was sometimes like it seemed like eight minutes of silence between words and that. And there were just a few things that uh, Sir Bemrose and I suggested to him sure and he's taken all of them to heart the shows have become much better and now he's going back and just running things like silence filters and that through the old shows and re-releasing them
1: oh cool like remastering them right nice
0: and it's like it works it's yeah the content was great but as you know if you try to tune into something and the audio is so bad
1: you, yeah it it's takes hard. you out yep for sure and um and again i think you know once you listen to To no agenda a few times like there it's so many other shows are cringe it's yeah well because adam's
0: able to do 90 percent of what most people don't know how to do live and to have it all sounding good immediately
1: right yeah he doesn't yeah i mean that's what's so cool is that they can go live to tape and and you know publish it but but you know think about how long he's been doing it right so
0: yeah well and i know we run through a few more filters when uh we produce any of the shows, although there have been times where the main recording has been borked for a reason or whatever, and sure. you go to the backup, which was just the main stream recording from when we did the show live as we are now on the no agenda stream, and nobody's ever made a comment. I don't think anybody can tell, so a lot cool. of times well, I think we're too uh too much of a perfectionist when you start mixing things down, do MB threes and
1: uh Yeah. You know, there's a there's a um what is it like a delicate balance, I guess, when yes. you look at it. Between yeah. being
0: insane and being like, It has to be perfect.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, sometimes it's just you just gotta let it go. But that's what I do with uh the animated no agenda. So this last one, I um, you know, I found an error but I'd already published and I went, Ah let it go. <laughs>
0: well I wanna get you back know? to three hours per production. per minute minute. yes correct
1: but and that's down I think I don't know what it was um when I started but oh hello um it was it it was definitely more and so I I actually felt really proud about it coming down to to three hours per minute but um it's funny when I tell people like even Adam and Dave had that same reaction they were like wow but that, that means it was like nine hours I was like Yeah, but it's less than it used to be.
0: (laughs) Like you're not getting paid enough for this, though. That's
1: well, that's okay. It's it's so you know how I'm paid is in joy. So this is why I'm not a good fit for your Planet Rage show because I (laughs) I am such a Pollyanna that the um, what everyone else sees as a a negative, I somehow find a way to um, you know, eke whatever pleasure I can out of it. Although, um, I. Well, so like one, one thing that I just read and I don't know how true this is. So did Fauci resign today?
0: I don't know. I have not seen that. I mean, then again, I've been without internet for a few hours.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um, that comes with joy. So I didn't even have to eke joy out of that. It was like, really? If that's true, then
0: yay. Happy dance. I mean, because it was obvious to anybody following along that he was incapable of doing the job that he was supposed to be doing.
1: Plus, also evil, gross. Read that book by RFK Jr. Um, Like that, that will change your worldview about that man.
0: Well, when you have that much money in the game, you know, there's, uh, it's very hard to be honest when you have that kind of money in the game. And he never, you know, he was really the chameleon. Didn't really matter if it was under the uh, Trump regime or the Biden. He was just kind of echoing, what the people paying him wanted him to echo
1: yeah although i part of me thinks he might just also be an evil lizard
0: (laughs) well see this is also possible (laughs) i think there's a lot of that going around which i think explains a lot of what's going on around donald trump at this point yeah and i it is wild it is this is something that has never happened in the history of this country when you have the FBI go in and have a search warrant to go into an ex-president's I know. residence. And crazy, it was just the com, which is a pretty good organization that's actually trying to get to the bottom of things. I mean, there's some of these websites that I kind of have to go, uh, you're. You're maybe a little too much, even if it's on the side that I want to believe. Sure. Yeah. You're a little too straight uh, down the line. Just the news is reporting that it was the same FBI, whatever they would call it, the the group, the same people within the FBI, that the same unit, I guess maybe is the word I'm looking for, that was working on the Trump-Russian collusion was the same one that was the search warrant. oh you are kidding me but could you ask for more of a uh any collusion Uh (laughs) to what's going on and if that's true it's like wait this is the same group within the fbi that spent all this time on a now wasted time wasted
1: money yeah oh that's that's wild if that's true that is that but you know could you expect anything else i mean if we're gonna like it kind of it fits in so perfectly with everything that has happened around uh, President Trump. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You follow the money Uh, to who was uh, funding this investigation that became the Russian collusion hoax. Well, and that points all to Hillary Clinton and her lawyers. Right. There's yet to be a search warrant of uh, Hillary's.
1: Oh, gee, I wonder why. You think? I am so surprised to hear that, Darren. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: Like they don't want to look into that. I mean, they are so afraid of Trump. And, yeah.
1: They're you know. just making it worse, too. That's what that's what they don't seem to understand is everything that they do that they think is benefiting their cause has the opposite effect. It again, it makes me laugh. It brings me joy.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna make for a very interesting next two election cycles.
1: Yeah, I'm really curious about, although, you know, um, with the using every excuse in the book to um mess around with mail-in voting and allow that to happen um for the the midterms you know anything can happen i don't I, i'd love to see um a lot of people change over i'm 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 unaffiliated i i say we throw out everybody um except for there's like a handful of of congress people that i actually like and respect uh, It's a bit, but it's a really small number um I would love to just overturn the whole thing, you know, but the um the with the gerrymandering and the what what we know is you know election manipulation uh, is anything really going to change? I I just I have that's the one thing I can't eke any joy out of is right. I have no faith in the in the process anymore, and it makes me not want to participate, which is a bad thing because I'm sure that that is not a unique opinion i i bet that a lot of people are like why bother
0: well both sides do the same thing when it comes to the gerrymandering of course yeah it's, i see this stuff here where the uh, the voting areas are so obviously being done just to get the right votes for the right people
1: oh yeah i i lived in downtown chicago and that um i was in two different districts um when i lived there and when you looked at the map you know, like they, there would be this really narrow corridor that would just capture like one street. Right. And it's like, really,
0: people, come on. <laughs> like, why are we in this group and they're in that exactly. group? Exactly. Yeah.
1: All of my neighbors, you know, if I walk a block either way, they're in a totally different. It's like, it was ridiculous.
0: Yeah. You would expect all this stuff just to be kind of squared off or rectangular areas. No.
1: No, of course not. And And as soon as the governor changes, it all changes again, because isn't it? Typically, in every state, isn't it done via um, the governor or maybe I have that wrong, but
0: I'm not sure, but we have the worst governor in all of the all of the land. hmm. Good old J.B. Pritzker. Pritzker. Yeah. They all ignore the violence in downtown Chicago. We normally give that right at the the start of the show. But over the weekend, three dead and uh, 34 wounded in shootings across Chicago. So, I mean, it's down a little, I think, from the last show we did.
1: But, yeah, but come on, man.
0: I mean, you actually lived downtown, right? In the, the city I did.
1: Of I I I lived um, multiple neighborhoods. I started in Lincoln Park, then I went to Wicker Park, um, then I went to the West Loop, and then I ended up. The last place I was in was the East Loop, so right by the um what I still call the Amico Building, but is the Aon Building. So I was I was always within the city, um, and just kept moving closer and closer to the actual Loop. Um, and then, and then, you know, as you get closer to the loop and I started listening to no agenda in 2010, um, I, I realized, holy crap, I need to get out of this town.
0: (laughs) So you, you got in early on no agenda relatively.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think about how much the audience has grown, especially since Adam went on, Rogan was probably the biggest, the first big bump, um, was his first Rogan appearance would be my guess. I mean. You know, I, I also know that statistics are bunk when it comes to um podcast. Well, probably in terms of everything, but but when it comes to podcasts, I, I'm sure the statistics are bunk. But um yeah, so 20, 2010, twenty ten, I'm one of the old timers. <laughs>
0: well, and Rogan definitely brought more people to understand what was going on with No Agenda. There's no question being on any yeah. of those shows as a guest is still the best way to grow your show, which means I'm horrible because I just keep doing more shows of my own rather
1: than <laughs> rather than out. being a guest. Right. You right. should be a guest.
0: Just, that that would be way easier. Then you don't have to do any of the work. You don't have to record the shows and all of that.
1: Right. But now I have I have the opposite problem, which is I don't have a show to promote. Right. See, there you go. <laughs> so I'm a guest on all these shows, but I have nothing to promote. Well, I, you should, animated, I guess I should no have agenda,
0: a, but you should yes. have a show.
1: Yeah, I you know, if I um, I did have an idea for for one, but there is probably a um, uh, a copyright issue um, because the first time that uh, Adam ever heard my voice, he had a comment that he could um, listen to me, read the dictionary. And then I've heard that from multiple people just coincidentally since then. And so I thought, oh, I could just do a word of the day and um you know like read from miriamwebster.com and and you know it it's you know cringy and and um silly but hey
0: you asked
1: me to read the dictionary so here you go
0: (laughs) i don't know yeah i mean this uh obviously it's not really a podcast but yeah well anything's a podcast if it's in an rss feed according to some well true with a regular release date and uh There's a lot of very short podcasts, which are not in my wheelhouse, but I know there's a lot of them that are out there that will do the daily news or the daily tech news in like five or 10 minutes and be done. Right.
1: Oh, yeah. This would be way short. This would be like, you know, today's word of the day. But then the other the flip side of it is um, maybe I should do the Urban Dictionary. That would be way more fun.
0: Right. Well, something on that. Right think would be very hard to, uh, to not deem that as fair use.
1: That's what I need to investigate. But um, right now I'm just trying to pay my mortgage. Right. Cause I, <laughs> so I'm, you know, what, what, one of these days I'll, um, I'll get, I'll get back interested. Cause yeah, people keep asking me, why don't you have a podcast? Why don't you have a podcast? Um, you know, if I, uh, if, if, if I have the time and if um, I could build the, the audience i think it would be really fun i do want to do more voice related projects so why not um but yeah yeah urban dictionary the only the only issue with that is that sometimes when i read their example sentences i my face turns purple <laughs> like bright red and i'm like oh could i really say that well, but yeah, then i hear it. some of the jingles i've done for some shows and i think you know you listen to what you said there like why couldn't he read that exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah
0: and your voice shows up on a lot of shows including this one with every yeah. episode
1: yeah including a
0: csb's uh ai.cooking which isn't about cooking believe it or not
1: no no but and um i that was that was really funny that i uh i brought up you know he never mentions me he only mentions quiff he has and that I crush was,
0: on Gwyff because it's the silky voice of Gregory Williams. It Forsyth is very Forman.
1: silky. He has a wonderful voice. He's a great pick for that show. Um, and I was completely kidding because, I, you know, I do the intro. It's not even 30 seconds. You know, I, I get it. You don't have to mention me. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. You're like, I can we'll record
0: s- your whole season of uh, intros in like 20 minutes of this is episode yeah. one. This is yeah. episode two.
1: I do I do them in groups of ten. That's essentially what I do, and then and I forget where I leave off, and then C S B reaches out and he's like, "Okay, we need the next, you know, the next group." So yeah, that's that's pretty much
0: how it works. The question is, is there? I, let me say, I know there's money in voiceover work right now, but I think it's very hard to get because the technology has brought it to the point to where everybody can right. have the equipment.
1: Yeah, um, I've been really lucky. I have. Um, I have, uh, you know, clients that have been with me for a while, and I the so the projects I've done for them have been um, primarily online courses, um, and I do want to get beyond that. So, I guess part of going on these other shows and doing these jingles is is to get exposure to the No Agenda family, um, who maybe would want to hire within the family um, if they have. If they have projects because you're right it's um probably everybody thinks that they could do voiceover and i bet a lot more people could because you're exactly right that there's uh, the availability of the equipment if you if you get someone like a a darren o'neill to show you how to configure your channel mixer um then you can do it from home too and uh and i don't want to take away from anybody uh i think if you want to do it and you have the the chops go for it i think that's awesome. I, but I, you know, I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring as well.
0: Right. Which is kind of like the web design. Cause that's something I used to do a lot. right? And now with all of these, whether it's WordPress or even easier for people is the Squarespace kind of sites. Yep. And you know, there were years that I just complained as a web guy, like, wow, well, you'll never get a site with those as good, you know, as good as what you can get with a real designer. And I'm starting to rethink that. And that makes me mad. Because
1: no, it's a, rage, rage on, right? So, I
0: mean, it, there's no excuse to not have a website and uh, you don't need to spend millions of dollars or thousands of dollars on it. Now, if you're doing e-commerce, that might be different.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a whole different ballgame.
0: Because then people are touching your money uh huh, and, you're and doing, you have to have all that PCI compliance and all that crap. Oh, yeah, that's half the fun right there. <laughs> yeah is not the word i would use right but, okay. unless you're taking yeah. crypto payments and then that's a whole nother thing and right you know there are companies that are doing that now and i'm like whoa well, that's kind of genius
1: yeah you know you can buy um so i've i've become friends with texas slim he came here for a meetup when he did he was doing a, a road trip and we've kept in touch and he's now selling um knc cattle across the country and you can buy it either in fiat or in Bitcoin.
0: It's very cool. That is nice. Yeah. Super cool. I ran across, uh, this was paying for, it had to be Nord VPN, but their payment service online. Now, not only did it take Bitcoin, it had the little option. Like, do you want to pay with lightning? And I was like, Ooh. wow, even better. Yes. Cause I had lightning and I had enough to pay because that's we, we take it in. And it was like, this right. is, this is the revolution right here is that yeah. the money you're making, you can actually turn around and spend without having to convert it right, back to something else. And, uh, that would be, I think what we're looking for to have more people be like, Oh, well of course we have a lightning wallet because we can use it for so many things. And the guys over at Albie who were on, the podcasting yes. show as well.
1: Yeah, that's a great little um, it's just a browser extension. It's very cool.
0: Yes. And it's right now. I mean, I Adam thought it was able to be done with no agenda social. It, I couldn't figure out how to make that work. Whereas okay. if you put it into their little their little icon and your address into your Twitter profile, if somebody that has the extension on goes to your Twitter page, they can see, oh, wow, you can pay this person. Hey, Albie.
1: I didn't know that. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. It's a it's a um, nice way,
0: especially if you are, you know, on shows maybe that don't take streaming sats or to get people yeah. that, to support the show, where you can just go, "Hey, install Albie and go to my Twitter account." And
1: right, and
0: and show me some love. Nice and easy. And I know uh CSB is including that with his new site for his uh, doodles. I'm like, why don't you why don't you take uh value for value right there? And he's like, oh, it's it's in his new thing he's working on. Oh, that's cool. Because yeah, value the, for value works.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's amazing, and and you know the um, the only thing I think the, the biggest hurdle right now. Um, so I, this is my one complaint. I'm going to complain oh, a see, little. There's, there's some anger I here. There is. It's not. Well, it's not quite anger or, <laughs> or rage. It's a. It's fair. Um, and I I have the same problem. Is the uh, understanding changing what you're sending into fiat in your head as you do it. Right. It's kind of like when you're learning a new, uh, a foreign language and they, they say as, as long as you're still translating in your head while you're talking and listening, you're, you're never, um, then you're not fluent until you're like dreaming in the new language or you're and, and so it, it will become more natural. Now I understand it's, it's rough right now because, uh, the, the price of Bitcoin in particular is like all over the frickin' map. Um, you know, up and down, and up and down. But right. if you, you know, you kind of have a um, a sense that you, when somebody when somebody donates, um, you know, a million satoshis, that is that's significant money, and it's awesome. But then, you know, you you also get the like. I feel excited when I can do ten thousand, and then I work it out, and I go, oh man, that's like nothing. What am I doing? Why am I
0: excited? Right? Um, <laughs> because it sounds like a lot when you say ten thousand, which. Right yeah, now,
1: $10,000, $2.12. Exactly. Um, and all I ever do with the the sats that I receive is send them back out. So I've never, I don't, again, I don't care um, what the, the value of Bitcoin is at the moment um, because everything that comes in flows, flows back out to all of the shows that, that I enjoy listening to. So um, at, at some stage, maybe it would be, more important to me um it's it's just gamified right now but yeah two dollars come on you know and here i am thinking i'm i'm doing this like fabulous thing and it's two (laughs) dollars
0: right which is why when you're like hey it's uh you know csb has his 15,033 sat donation and that is a little over three bucks
1: yeah but he's he's consistent so he's doing it over and over and over it's kind of like having a a monthly or a weekly subscription that's that's different from I mine are typically boosts or one-offs that, you know, I'm not consistently sending. And so it's it's a little yeah.
0: So that I, I respect, I think. Um the consistency really helps. Yep. And the one thing that the Satoshi, even though there are still fees involved, they're not as bad when it's comes to the lightning nodes as PayPal right. and these other things. And um uh, right. I mean, I've never even looked into doing any of the stuff like with zelle or um you know cash app or any of this stuff right because it's like it's all the same they're charging you like you're dealing as a credit card merchant
1: yeah and so there's always that x percent that they they take on top or um or with from within what you're what you're converting so yeah that's
0: not great because they want to make money too
1: of well and they're supporting a um, a network. I mean, everybody, I support capitalism. I, I completely understand. But that's what's cool about the Lightning Network. I don't mind the, the fees. Um, and they are so much lower than when you're using any of these other systems. So that's cool. I, I think that um, it, it does feel like there's a lot of momentum. Um, if we could just get people more on board with, value for value asking for value that's what's that's the the thing that is hardest for everybody including myself um you know is asking is saying hey if you if you got something out of this um send me a little something send me some set or or whatever you know send me an iphone in the mail which somebody did Nice. Um, yeah it was a, and it's anonymous so i did the, the i have no idea it was a used one so it was when the new one came out when the 13 came out somebody sent me their used 11 Which, hey, yeah, it was way better. It was like my phone at the time was, you know, kind of uh, not great. So this was amazing. I was like, I
0: jumped around. Well, this is the nice thing, too, about the crypto is for people that want to remain anonymous, you can do so. You can, yeah. Which it's harder. I mean, you have to make sure if you're sending a PayPal donation, you know, to this show or anything but no agenda who's gotten to the point where it's like anything under 50 bucks. Right. Otherwise, you have to be very clear, hey, don't, Say my Don't name. say my name. And then if they forget that part of it, it's like it can get uh dicey, which is why the crypto is a great way to go. Yeah. Because you never have to worry about your name being attached unless you attach it. And I think we'll get there. I think we'll get there with the uh with the lightning or whatever crypto ends up winning. And it is hard from the aspect of you gotta do the ask. You gotta be the salesperson. There's yeah. so many different viewpoints on this, including my buddy Gene, who uh I do the unrelenting show with. He's just like right. I, I hate doing it. He's like, I hate doing the the segments. I hate asking people for money. And it's like, I mean yeah. I get that. Yeah, me too. But on the other side of that, if you want to have revenue coming in, then you have to have, I think, the donation segments. I think because that's what a lot of people feel like they're getting for their money and that's absolutely true with no agenda i mean the first time i yeah. said something to no agenda it was like hey i want to hear my note read my
1: name yeah 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 and it's very cool
0: that's a part and you also understand this is their version of uh, the value for value is that they will help you promote products while they don't have sponsors i mean there's a lot of good products including uh you know lavender blossoms our buddy cal that you hear about and it's like oh we recommend it because we use it or now the no agenda right. T. Club, and uh there's a lot of things that have popped up and it's like well yeah these aren't commercials but it's a good way for people to hear about your product or your show or whatever you're doing
1: yeah and if you're gonna um if you it, you know i'm i'm to the point where i so appreciate everybody in the, and I hate the word community, I guess tribe, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, community, as Adam would say, um, that if there is something that I am in the market for and there is a possibility that somebody who's within, who's a producer of no agenda sells it, then that's who I'm going to buy from first, always, 100%. Um, that's what's so cool is to know that, hey, we have this thing in common. Um, and I, I just know I will have a I will have a better experience even if that betterness of it is just that I know I'm helping somebody who um is
0: already obviously a cool person well, there's a certain vetting there yeah where you know it's like hey, if you're having somebody come out and do work or something like that, you know they're probably not gonna screw you, which is really right. all most people want before uh you know my wife is currently changed jobs, but within the last few months when she was still working at a uh, a flooring store a guy came uh-huh. in and he was buying a couple of things he was with his friend and the total amount was like 33 dollars and something he's like oh, oh amazing 33 and my wife looks at him like the magic number and he's like really looked at her kind of strange like no agenda and she's like yeah it's like no
1: way <laughs> that is wicked i love it
0: you never know who you're gonna meet out in the public
1: exactly that's very cool fun
0: now um uh, when you were in chicago were you still the uh was that when you were the self-proclaimed Obama bot, or uh... yes,
1: yeah? So the, um, uh, so his was the 08 election, and the um, I that was when I was living near the the Aeon. Um, I moved to Charleston in 2013. Okay, so that um,
0: so you were here for all of the insanity.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. Um. The but the uh, when the election was um, happening, their headquarters were right. They were uh right by my the condo um high rise where I lived. And so I um and I was aware of them and you know you you always knew when Obama or Biden were there because the security was rough and I'd have to take a different walking route from my office and you know, it was very annoying. Um but yeah, I I was a I I was a hopey changey. I thought um, you know, I, I knew that something was up with the way that things were going and he had he had hypnotized me in some way. I'd always been pretty moderate, but um, I thought, oh, I can I can vote blue and um, and holy crap. Was I like a moron, but I'm recovered now.
0: Well, and- how, does, how does that change happen? Because you rarely hear that. You rarely hear somebody that was like, I was really on this side. And then I, I went over. I made the change.
1: So uh, I re- I guess I would give ninety percent of the credit to to no agenda because the um, having your eyes opened that the media ne- does not operate in your best interest but in their best interest um, it, it was never a consideration that I had and then um, Adam and John are bringing all these examples of the the bullshit and you know it it actually didn't take very long before the veil was lifted for me um the the i had a harder time getting over the format of the show (laughs) with with the i you know with the jingles and the um and the and the donation notes because that was brand new to me um you know doing value for value and not having um advertising um and and the inside jokes um that i had a much harder time with that than i did with the the media deconstruction um and the legislation analysis and and that sort of thing plus you were the other thing that was so interesting to me right out of the gate was that you know they would bring an international flavor that you would never get on our um national news in the in the united states and so you know here's all this other stuff that's happening in the world that you're never going to hear about but um because they had boots on the ground and um, Adam's connection to Europe. And um, so yeah, that that didn't take very long. But, you know, the inside jokes like that, it took me forever to understand what in the morning was all about. And then right. they finally, I think, replayed the the weenie in
0: the butt. And I went, oh, no, I get it. OK, <laughs> well, they're making fun of stuff. Yeah, that's not they're not being serious, Jen. Um, well, and as you know, I mean, forget even the the national news, because I even mean, at that time, you still had. Fox, which was known as being the conservative and uh, right. CNN was known a little more than for being, you know, not completely over to the left. But if you watched the Chicago media at all, oh, my God, that was uh, I mean, they were all in on Obama. Yeah. No question yeah. about it. And
1: and I fell all in. I mean, yeah, they they hook,
0: line and sinker t- for me. Well, Obama is so much more. Poly- I mean, if you look at Joe Biden and if you, like, if you look, I know. at Obama, well, especially
1: like, today's Joe, Ooh. right?
0: It's like you're not in the same ballpark. Obama was able to, while not a great, passionate speaker, he was able to get his points across. Yeah. And he didn't seem like a moron.
1: Right. No, he seemed incredibly bright. He um, obviously had a great speechwriter and he who wrote to his presentation style very well. Um, And, you know, when you when you have a good team, you can prop up um, anybody with half a brain. Now I believe he had more than half a brain. It was just um he just had the wrong ideas. And and then, you know, that the other thing that I I learned um very early on is you know, we think that the the president has so much control, but then you you hear about these the wars between the three letter agencies and who's who's in control when this president is in office versus the next one, you know, um, like one is is the CIA guy and the other one's an FBI guy and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I, I for me, the um, the I, I guess there, there is there's more executive power in um, the, you know, when they can do the, the one off orders, um, which is scary, no matter who's in office. The fact that you can just with a stroke of a pen, do something crazy. Um but the a lot of times it's it, there's so much going on in the background that I would never have known about or even thought about without no agenda. Um but yeah and then you know you you come to understand none of them have your best interest at heart. So let's throw them all out and then I just became a total I'm not quite an anarchist by right? any yet. stretch. <laughs> no. No. Um although I really do like Michael Malice. Um uh, and i i like a lot of what he talks about i like his um books and and uh i, I dip into his podcast every once in a while when i have time but the um and, and i wouldn't even consider myself like a pure libertarian either um i just have my own my own dame jenniferian
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> outlook the, that's but it's thinking for yourself and a yeah, lot of people don't do that now
1: yeah, I definitely don't align with with either party. But I guess if somebody were to ask me on certain subjects, I would probably sound ultra conservative to them today.
0: Well, it's, just, it's interesting because it's become so much left or right. And the other side is the enemy rather than, you know, we have different ideas, but we can still interact and uh, right. and have conversations, which is a rarity. But, you know, I mean, there is so much going on. Behind the scenes, we met a guy uh, years ago at the White Sox games that mm-hmm. he had a seat right behind my parents' season ticket, so you're seeing him all the time. Sure. And uh, he ended up being the guy that was the first one that gave Obama a job when he got to Chicago, and he still keeps up with Obama. Oh, interesting. Now, the most interesting thing about him was he was the first guy I ever saw with a make America great again hat. He knew. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, we're talking early on. He wow. knew Trump was going to be the guy. Right. So I that's where it. I start questioning like, Oh, how much of this early is, uh, you know, predetermined how much is really. Uh...
1: Oh yeah. You know, there, there's a great book. Gosh, I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, that I read as a teenager that, you know, it, it should have, stuck in my my head but it's a it's about a committee who chooses a president four years out and they meet in secret and um you know they they have this panel and they pick whoever it is it's fiction right. but maybe it's or not is it? <laughs> right yeah um and then they they plan for all of these things to happen to him leading up to the primaries and they just keep propping him up keep propping him. now this guy this con in this in this um book that it's a congressman that they pick and he doesn't he's not aware of the committee icarus agenda that's the name of it. it just came to me um i need to go back and reread that i don't know if it's a clancy or you know it's like one of those it's kind of pulp fictiony kind of um it was a summer read when i was a teenager and it it uh it, it makes me wonder thinking of it today like how much of that is is being done in in you know smoke-filled rooms of what i would call lizard people right um (laughs) (laughs) you know planning and plotting like and and um because trump seemed like a shock to most right but maybe he wasn't maybe it was part of a plan um and then 2020 they counteracted the the other they and who are the theys? And I can't answer that. Right. How many groups um, are
0: actually going at each other?
1: Uh huh. And, and, you know, one did a better job of, of messing around
0: with the, the voting systems. Who knows? Well, oh, yeah. As you mentioned, the mail in ballots were oh. huge. And, and I I'm,
1: I'm afraid they're going to, they're going to keep that going for the midterms. Uh, you know, they're going to find any excuse to allow for that. And that's, oh, monkeypox. That, Oh, my God, it's really going to
0: get to my skull.
1: OK, maybe there's a little rage here. Right. Um, See, this is
0: good. <laughs> you have to no, let the rage out.
1: No. Um, yeah. God, can they really can they maintain
0: monkeypox until November? They'll try or they'll come up with something else. And. Uh, it's not oh. a uh, it's not it's not a one thing or the other. They've got a, you know plenty of different things they can go. To if they need to i'm sure uh i just don't understand how anybody makes these straight faced argument that I know. no it's perfectly safe no, there's no corruption in mail-in voting i, I oh. just don't get that
1: well they're just not looking at the evidence and that the the, um, the shame of it is that the that's suppressed because for whatever reason the the mainstream media doesn't have the they're not motivated to report on on that. And and I guess because it in this in the last presidential election, it's because it benefited that what they consider what the mainstream considers their party. Um, but, you know, they're all in the same party. If you really think about it, it's like they're all in the we're in it for ourselves party. And and it, Trump was just such a breath of fresh air. He was so wild and so different. It, it's it's very hard for me to believe that that he was planned in any way whatsoever. He was just such an outlier that they had to work really hard to get him out in 2020. But that's just me. That's a personal opinion. Who? What do I know?
0: Well, so many people seem afraid of the populist candidates where it's like, oh, no, they're for their country first. And it's like, well, isn't that what people leading the country are supposed to be? Right. You know, it's this concept, oh, you know, I mean, great. You like your neighbors, but when push comes to shove, it's like you're looking out for yourself first above and, you know, first and foremost, that's not a bad thing. Right. It's like you take care of your you know stuff and then when everything's in order, well, then you help other people who need it, but you worry about your stuff first. Right. And that's kind of what gets pushed. And all of the, you know, all of the narratives that are being pushed now with the Equity and diversity and
1: uh, it's, okay. I have a little rage there. Well, see, well, that's good.
0: <laughs> that's good. We've just been watching. I know we're like a couple of years late on this, but the uh the Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon um series, The Morning Show.
1: Oh, right. I never watched that either. Is it any good? I've heard good things.
0: I think it's pretty decent for current television, it is. Um, just because they're looking at the me too stuff and i guess brian seltzerwater had something to do with the book this was based off of uh oh boy but i think it's like the matt lauer kind of a thing and the
1: oh okay
0: that character is being played by steve carell who i think is actually really good in this and he's uh,
1: very versatile more so than i would have thought Um, after
0: the office yes you're like there's no way he could ever be anything but michael scott
1: right and then he was in that film um that was about the crash of of 08 and and he blew me away in that
0: yes i mean he, what was that called i, I don't remember, remember. anyway but he's, anyway he's good at what he does and yeah. it's just interesting the way they're looking at this because his character you know at this point in you know late in the first season is fighting back and you know claiming he didn't do anything wrong and it seems like there's a lot of evidence that he didn't really do anything wrong except he was a guy in a relationship and you know okay i understand why his wife would be upset with him you know if he was <laughs> cheating, that that right. i fully get but why any any of this other fallout comes out it's like if these are adults in adult relationships and nobody was being coerced it's like well that's what happens right and this, well, oh, playing off women that all have to be victims, and we've all heard the stories of, yeah, you know, you have to believe every woman, well, unless they say something about Joe Biden, and then, oh yeah, then no, let's just shut it down. You know, when that whole thing started, my wife's like, "Did they not realize women lie? I mean, everybody lies, but it's like this is kind of like, well, no, they would never lie about anything like that, right? It's like, well, there's there's a- all,
1: people are mo- have strange motivations,
0: yes." Yeah, and it seems to be the thing now is well, if it's multiple people that come forth and say the same thing, and it's like, well, how hard do you think that is to uh, to to get together? Right. You know, and I I don't know anything about Bill Cosby in that situation. He may be the biggest scumbag in the world, but when that case came through, I'm like, this is a test because if you could push this on America's Dad, you know how Teflon his image was at the time. Yes, totally. If, if you could change the opinion about him. You know, you can do it to anybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The world is your oyster.
0: Yes, And it may be <laughs> entirely true with him. I don't know. But that yeah. wasn't the interesting thing to me. It was like, well, if you could, you know, go through on nothing but people saying things. I mean, there is no physical right. evidence when it comes to this stuff. Right. It doesn't rarely. Exist. I mean, there
1: can't there can be. But it, you'd, you'd have to you'd have to go right away that. Um, well, especially with Cosby, with the you know, he allegedly drugged. Right. Women. But by the time you wake up and are conscious, the drugs probably pass through your system. So how could you test for that?
0: And a lot of it was, well, this happened 20 years ago. And true. I don't know. I have sometimes problems giving you details of things that happened two days ago. So,
1: yeah, me, too. I'm I I, sometimes I don't even remember what I did in the morning.
0: It's it's a weird (laughs) it's a weird feeling, too, isn't it? When you realize you're like, wait, did I? I don't remember. Did I do this or didn't I do it?
1: Uh, right? Did I? Did I put the garbage out? That I have to go check.
0: <laughs> and it's that. So it's like. But yeah, we're gonna believe that the stories that people tell, even that they don't have, you know, something that had built up over years where they believe. We all have stuff that gets proven wrong. I think at some point, like, oh no, I always thought this was the way it went, and it's like you, you can't believe your memory.
1: Yeah, I read a great book, um, uh, and. It, it was focusing or, or addressing memory and how when you're uh, building those pathways in your brain, that when you tell a story, so like something happens to you that is funny or interesting or whatever, and you start to tell that story at parties and people start asking you to tell that story, that the what you end up remembering in the end is not the initial experience, but the story that you tell. Right. And how many times could you change one little thing or another thing? Not on purpose. I'm not saying people are being dishonest in this kind of scenario, but that it's really easy to move from, oh, I was going to the grocery store to, you know, telephone, you know, when you play the telephone game to, right. oh, I was I was coming home from work or or whatever. And th- these little things can change in your head. And so I think in a lot of cases, um, something it's completely i can see that being completely possible that something nefarious happens something not great and you start to tell people and it grows and grows and grows because you're getting um some kind of feedback that is positive to you it's not positive feedback necessarily but that you're getting some kind of sympathy or something that your um ego is craving
0: right you're like i like that
1: Exactly. And then, you know, little by little that it, it grows and grows and grows into the, the most terrible thing that's ever happened to anyone. And um, yeah, so it's it's hard without. But, you know, when you if something like that were to happen, collecting the physical evidence is very difficult and it's violating. And so I understand right. how it couldn't it may not exist in a lot of cases. Um, well, and especially if like, you know, you think of uh, Harvey Weinstein, you know, you, you end up getting a role because you let this disgusting, gross man touch you or sleep with you or whatever.
0: Right. And, and the question is, did you do that willingly or were you right? coerced?
1: Or were you coerced? Yeah, who knows? And you later down the road believe that you were coerced because you tell you start telling people about it and they're like, that's gross like how Christ. did you let how did you let him do that to you and then you start to believe the narrative that is being projected to you and then yeah so you know i he's he's a sick pig and i'm glad he's in prison um i ugh, gross but the um the, i do think that i do believe <laughs> as they would say <laughs> i do believe that it it's entirely possible that there could be a transaction that now you just don't want to admit was transactional.
0: Right. Well, you're seeing that with uh, the one major league baseball player that was suspended, even though he had text messages back and forth with the woman. And then she'd said it wasn't consensual. Uh, um, I can't oh. remember his name. Yeah. It's, it's, if you, if you're in the public eye and you have a lot of money, you have to be careful. Uh, I think if you're Kane. a white male, you have to be careful yes. right now. It's kind of, it's very sad to me
1: to see that. Um, I don't know how mothers are doing with, with their male children. It's um, I wish we had more, no agenda babies. Yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> you need more like uh Sir Chris Wilson's. Uh, son yeah. Too. Felix. Aww. Felix is going to grow up to be a man. Not uh, you watch the uh, entertainment. Now, a lot of the television shows, it's like, it is, the guys are very emasculated. Uh, it's, just i know it's like this is not you know it's a people who are well, you're just an old white guy saying it's not normal it's like well no i mean you look at the animal world and you see you know animals are you know they're two there's two different genders i know you could make the case that there's 86 right. but <laughs> yeah uh dream on that's how the species moves on you know guys are guys women are women and that's there's nothing wrong with that i mean anybody wants to do anything in between that's fine too but when it becomes the pervasive mentality, it's it's just bizarre. And I think you're right. Straight white guys, there's a, a target on them. You saw that recently with James Patterson when he, he made a like flippant comment like as a straight white guy, especially over 50, you're never going to get a job or something. And then he retracted that immediately, which means somebody that he Ugh. was working with. Uh,
1: gave him the 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 slap yeah
0: oh boy probably the publisher like well if you really you know if you think we're going to continue we can't because you know you start into this and uh and it just goes straight on down the line yeah
1: you can't even say something that simple which anyway oh
0: well i mean you have to be very careful (laughs) patrick kane who's a you know superstar with the chicago blackhawks had a case like this a few years ago where a woman claimed that he did something and Luckily for Patrick Kane, his house was wired with so many cameras, it would make a reality show, uh, uh
1: ah.
0: and, uh, he provided all of the video from the surveillance cameras and it's like, Oh, that went away.
1: Yeah. Yay. That was one. You know, I thought he was the one that lived in my building, but maybe not. There was a, there were two Blackhawks that, um, uh, lived in my building. Oh, sorry. My phone's ringing. Let <laughs> no me problem. turn this up. <laughs> uh, um, uh yeah i don't remember who it was but they when they won the um when they the were stanley good. cup and they had that big um big ring in in the elevator it was very fun, fun to see in in person but anyway
0: that was the uh the heyday we had the blackhawks had a few good years the white Sox won theirs the cubs won theirs and now everybody sucks again right including the bears <laughs> i know you're a bears fan so uh
1: I I was um I'm not I'm no longer like an NFL fan.
0: I understand that moving yeah. away. Yeah.
1: It's I, it's kind of I don't know. It it feels like they're trying to make everything so woke well, right. that it just it's no longer fun for me. And the other piece of it is um thinking about the the brain health of those men who oh, it's are horrible who are injuring themselves for my entertainment. Now I also understand that they're doing it. They're not being coerced. You know, they're getting paid. Most are, are getting paid an okay wage for what, what they're doing. You know, the stars get a ton of money. Um, So they're making a, they're making their own choice. And um, I'm all in favor of that. However, um, the, the, the brain, um, the, what do they call it? Anyway, but, you know, when you hear about a football player who commits suicide by shooting himself in the heart so that his brain can be studied, it's like,
0: right. oh, yeah, that's CTE, just too much for me. Few, uh,
1: yeah, that was it's like uh, early onset Alzheimer's, but it's caused by the trauma.
0: Yeah, Mike Adamley, who was a Chicago broadcaster, you know, sports guy for years, was uh-huh. ex-NFL, and he ended up retiring like really young because he was going, he, the brain was just going.
1: Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't want somebody to to put themselves out there like that for my, you know, I feel like I'm at the Roman Coliseum then in that point. And, and that just kind of feels icky to me.
0: So. Yeah. And so the safety aspect of it, you know, everything is getting better. I mean, I've been for years, I watched auto racing and then got out and have gone back into watching that. And it's a very similar thing there. It's like the technology keeps getting better. But, you know, there are issues but it's the first time you're seeing in that sport now where when somebody gets a concussion they're out for weeks it's not like the old days where
1: right just put me back in coach yeah yeah
0: which is good that mean that they know what they're looking for because there's you know there's nothing you do that is you know you don't have some risk to it and you know there's a certain amount that you will accept for the riches that come along i'm sure with being an nfl player being a professional race car driver all of this but uh you know you want to make that kind of stuff as safe as possible and it's it's hard to watch a sport when you're like with football it seems like there's a you know 20 to 40 percent of these guys by the time they're in their 50s or 60s are already having issues with their cognitive abilities and i know it's a like you don't want to go hitting head first then Mm. A lot of people say the helmets made it worse because then they just started using their head as a uh, as something to ram people with. Exactly. Than, where if you didn't have the helmet, then you're know, like rugby. There was there was a study that, uh, you know, far less guys that play rugby, which is probably a more violent sport when it comes down to it. Uh, overall, have less head injuries because they don't wear the helmets.
1: Oh, because they don't feel the um, false protection. Right. Of, of a helmet. OK, gotcha.
0: You try to keep your wits about you. Yeah. <laughs> which is what Isn't what that all we're trying to do every day? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we do have some people to thank on today's show. Wonderful. Larry, did I mention Larry will be back next week? I mean, <laughs> Yay. Uh, he's traveling from uh, from the east. Well, probably from hell on the east coast back to L.A. And we'll be back there on Monday. And we skipped last week because he was traveling as well. And the week before that, uh, I need a root canal, which is going to be fun in a couple of weeks here. But it's been holding steady. They put a they put a temporary thing on it. That was the first miss was uh, a tooth issue, then went into the dentist the next day. And of course, they're like, oh, do you have the dental insurance? And I'm like, I will on September 1st.
1: oh and so they let you delay that's good so they 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 gave you something temporary that would get you through yeah
0: antibiotic patch up the tooth a little bit and then uh then we'll have some fun once uh september gets here which it's almost here now
1: yeah i i uh i also don't have i have no insurance um and uh hadn't been to the dentist in a in a really long time and that i i need five crowns so I am listening to Adam give his travails of his mouth reconstruction that he needs. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. I need more value for value.
0: You definitely <laughs> get some uh, streaming stats over to... uh Animated, no agenda. Yeah, and, pay uh, pay for my five crowns. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, just the crowns themselves, or at least a couple grand a piece. It's uh, I know. Yeah, it's
1: it's uh, it's all funny. It's fine. I'll be fine. Everything always seems to work out for me. But um, yeah the the being after not having to worry about money at all, and then now being divorced and it all being on me, it's like oh, budgeting's
0: that's what a little bit. Like. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> you're like well how much is the dental procedure that doesn't seem to
1: no like i never used to care about anything oh yeah no it's a it's a good eye opener it's a good wake up girlfriend
0: right, and you're right <laughs> always go to the dentist to get those checkups but one covid hit and right before covid hit the dentist that we had which was a really cool guy a friend of a friend was actually how we ended up going to him found out he had lung cancer and died like within weeks so he went from oh. practicing to dead. And he was only in his early sixties and he was a runner and.
1: Oh, what a shame.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, wasn't a smoker, but it's, you wonder like what you're inhaling as a dentist over all the years. Yeah. And,
1: all those chemicals. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah.
0: Not Ugh. fun. So it had been On
1: that a, depressing note.
0: Yes, <laughs> it had been a little while since I had been to the dentist as well. And it's like, Oh, well that, you know, I, I knew it was bad when the woman that took the x-ray, the minute she like. Oh, yeah, I see what that is. But she'll be in to talk to you, the dentist. And uh, Oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, but uh, I guess it's only one. So I, I can't complain. Uh, good. And too bad. Yes. One. one, uh, one root Just canal think of my five crowns on my roadmap. And now that the insurance will be kicking in, it's like it's not it's not bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who September knew, have, one. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Who knew working for the government was a good idea?
1: That, hey, you know, you got to squeeze what you can out of it. We have to we they waste um, our money so much. If, if you can get a little bit back, hey, go for it.
0: Yes, exactly. But this show works on value for value. We've explained a lot about that throughout the show. We learned all about it from Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak of the No Agenda show. And uh, that means we put the shows out there. If you got any value, you go to planetrage.show dot show. And there's multiple ways to get value back to us. But coming in today with twenty dollars, David Hunt, and that's very much appreciated. Uh Laura Loretta Vandenberg, $10. We've heard that name a lot here and on No Agenda. And nice. We appreciate uh Loretta and thank you for your service. Stu coach with 666 all the way from the lovely UK. Mark Leslie with a five fifty-five monthly. Johnny Hipwell, three thirty-three from Canada. You may know him Magic as Johnny number. Bravo over on uh on Twitter. He's always got something going on over there. And then of course, with fifteen thousand and thirty-three sats.
1: There he is, the delimiter.
0: There is always an ad read along with it, too. Of course. And if it's not read correctly, he gets upset, which well, I understand. You know,
1: he's paying you to to read it, Darren. <laughs> but, I'm
0: like, <laughs> but I'm like, yes, but it's $3. Come on, CSB. Uh, okay, fair point. It's like, I need to get, maybe, you know what? If I could get Gwiff to read the content and then just send oh, it to me, that could, yes. that could be like a double, but that'd be like running an ad, though, I guess. Yeah, you're probably right. But CSB says greetings from Euro trash continent to Larry and Darren. But haha, it's not Larry today. Nope. And why do you want to live in Euro trash? Go somewhere nice, CSB. Mm. Fun fact about AI. AGI stands for artificial general intelligence. And it is the ability of an intelligent agent to understand or learn any intellectual task that a human being can. Anyways. Our podcast about artificial intelligence is narrated by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent, and you can find it by opening AI.cooking in your web browser or podcatcher. It's a super fun podcast, and my cartoons are at www.csb.lol. Yo. And I I mean I just I I I hate that I have the knowledge in my head that it's Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent. I don't know anybody else's middle name, I don't think, that, that you interact with, and I don't that's like a lot of names and that he's from Kent and all of that. Uh, it's a lot you of say, information.
1: You say something enough times, you know, it, it, it's formed a neural pathway for you.
0: Yes. So, <laughs> come on, CSB. Can we, can we get somebody besides Gregory William Forsyth Foreman to uh, do the show? So that way you can bring a new name in.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: Now, uh, Harry Pilgrim sent in a uh, boostergram. said pew pew. pew, pew, trail chicken boostogrammed with just boost. And uh, during the show, Pfeiffer the, of the rock and roll, well, no, no, he's on that other show before the rock and roll pre-show, the two hour folk hour with Fletcher's Rusty Apples and the Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer. He says, of course, the big question for Jane Denifer is, does she like bluegrass?
1: Um, I do live. I've never um been a I've, I've never sought it out, you know, like when I'm chilling at home. But um, I have a friend who plays the banjo and when she plays live here, she did and, and it's not. Professional. She's just part of a like fun people who get together. And so that's fun.
0: Yeah. And there's not a lot of professional banjo play. Well, I'm sure there are a well, few.
1: I'm sure there are. Well, uh, Steve Martin.
0: Yes, who very famously said, you just can't play a sad song on a banjo.
1: Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's why I like it.
0: It has that very upbeat sound to it. And uh, Steve Martin can really play. We played a track on the pre-show the other day for his birthday. I think he's seventy five now or seventy seven? He's getting up there. Okay, but he is a hell of a musician.
1: Yeah, and he writes uh, some of his uh, material, correct? Some yeah. of his songs, yeah, yeah, he's yeah good for him. He's he's had a really interesting pivot, if you think about it,
0: from the wild and crazy guy, yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: to uh, to yeah to bluegrass musician extraordinaire. I was kind of uh, man. I didn't know. Before this event happened uh, this past weekend at Joliet State Prison, there was oh. Blues Brothers con. Dan no. Aykroyd, yeah, and uh, J- J- Belushi's brother, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, James. Jim. Jim. Yes. Yeah. They were there with the band and they were playing blues there was like a whole day full of music and stuff but How at,
1: fun at the Joliet prison. That's hilarious.
0: Uh-huh. Repurposing that uh area. I'm like, "See, just to go to see what that was like." Uh I guess they do tours of there and now they you know, it was left abandoned for a few years and it's like, "Well, it's still sitting there." I guess it's a it's a landmark. I guess they don't need the land but uh Right. Definitely made famous by the Blues Brothers movie. That movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I mean, it came out when I was 10 years old. So, I mean, I'm only uh, slightly exaggerating if I say that was where I learned to swear because there was a lot of good language in that movie.
1: Oh, yeah, it was it was spicy,
0: but it was fun and the music was good. Yeah, They, they just don't make it movies like that anymore. I still love the scene where Carrie Fisher is trying to hunt him down.
1: I know. She's got weapon after weapon, and um, you know, but she's it always backfires on her. <laughs>
0: uh huh. But after he was face down in the mud and he stands up just filthy, he's like, baby, you know? I, yeah, you know, Belushi love, could deliver a line,
1: yeah, Um, that, yeah, his boy that he had a tragic
0: end. You and Chris, love is a crazy thing? Is that, uh,
1: well, yeah, it's like love will make you do crazy things, was yeah. So
0: that is yeah. exactly what planet rage is all about <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> so we need to get you to start up a podcast all the time, but otherwise, if people want to check out your work, it's the animated no agenda is there like a cool URL for that or just uh...
1: well right now the only um, domain that I have that points it points to YouTube, which you know if you want to go to and watch it on YouTube, that's fine. I'm I'm agnostic, but if you want to contribute, Satoshis, there are three apps that support um, both video and the um, value tag. And that is going to be um, Podverse, CurioCaster, and PodFriend. So if you already have a wallet and, and you're using one of those apps, you can subscribe to Animated No Agenda in any of those and stream me some sets or boost.
0: Give me a boost. Yeah, there's a, a lot of your, that's. You hear you saying that on a lot of different shows.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Here's your cue <key> to boost. <laughs> and it works.
0: Yeah. That's the beauty yeah. of it. Well, when it yeah. works, I will say the uh, the Biden inflation has uh, has hit podcasters everywhere. So if you can afford to help those podcasts you like, do so across the board. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of good shows out there. Do you have anything else fun like coming up for the rest of the summer? Are uh, you... You know, I know if anybody wants voice work done, they need to reach out to you. uh.
1: Yeah, the only thing I'm um, that I and maybe it's, you know, self-torture fun is uh, is carrying on some work with this hackathon um, for podcasting 2.0. I think that will be fun. I mean, Chris Wilson, you know, he's back. Sir Chris Wilson's back with a vengeance. He might have some fun other stuff that um, I can contribute to, which. Uh, that was turned around so quickly this weekend it was amazing so i was on podcasting 2.0 on friday and i i was so worked up by it and it seemed like an out-of-body experience in the end um that i um had wine very early in the evening and then (laughs) so then when he called me and he said he was developing this this script and um you know which is his saturday morning obviously um I was like, oh, Chris, I'm in no shape <laughs> to record anything right now. Like, I would have to do so many outtakes. But the funny thing is, is that even s- sober Saturday morning, it was so funny that I had to like re record multiple um, sections of it. It was, that was really fun. So,
0: well, um, I always know when there's going to be something good that Adam's got because he asks for extra time before the show like and he's like oh, a, uh, a minute early because he, he's like the rare minute early it's like okay something to be played and then right was, and everybody that was uh listening to that live just thought that was the greatest thing chris is a genius when it comes he's to- a
1: genius he's a genius and the way and the fact that he was able to stitch it all together so quickly because he didn't get my bits until it was late saturday night for him and i so he texted me and he's like actually i'm i'm going to bed but he had already worked on everything but my part but you know when he's overlaying the um little felix you know when when felix had that cute (laughs) little voice
0: he's grown Um, up a lot since then
1: oh my goodness um but yeah no my favorite part is uh um thank you for your banana Instead of thank you for your courage, you know, cause Chris is trying to encourage him to say thank you for your courage. He goes, thank you for your banana.
0: <laughs> as long as everybody's pulling on the same rope, that's all that matters. <laughs> it's the same. Oh. On no agenda. It's the same here on all the other shows that are part of the no agenda stream. Yeah. Just trying to keep everybody sane. And a, yeah. a, a big thank you to being a, a part of so many of those and for joining us today when, uh,
1: Oh, you're welcome. It was fun. It's was my
0: pleasure. When Larry out and about, he will be back. I mean, if he makes it back to L.A., if not, you, <laughs> might, you may just have to start doing a full time gig on uh, on Monday. So, I mean, there's that.
1: Oh, it'll be fine. He'll make it back. <laughs> Don't worry. He's got a whole week.
0: Yes. Yeah. So if you see Larry across the country, make sure you, you know buy him a bourbon, give him a wave and uh, you know help give him, get him home. a boost. Yeah. Boost yeah help, help him get home, home safe. With yeah. that said, we will be back next week with and this is our one year anniversary show next Monday. So,
1: wow, congrats. That's wonderful.
0: That should be uh, that should be a mega boost day. Mega boost uh-huh, for one year. You were on episode three with Fletcher. So time flies. Uh, with was
1: it that that can't be that long ago? Are yeah. you kidding?
0: It was a it was a brand new show. We were barely a show at the time. Time flies when you're having fun or whatever we've been doing the last year.
1: Yeah, (laughs) apparently I was in a coma.
0: (laughs) Hey, there are worse places to be. (laughs) Well, thanks again, Dame Jennifer. No problem. Very much appreciated. And we'll see everybody again next Monday. Promise. The U.S.
1: strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world.
0: BITCH!